Welcome to episode two of Up Early Podcast. Just really need to start out by saying, oh my gosh, I am so grateful for the positive feedback from the launch of Up Early, the first episode. I didn't know what to expect kind of coming into this. I really launched the podcast on a whim and I posted it without teasing it. Like I literally just said, I'm posting something later and I posted the podcast and I really just could not be more grateful for how many people reached out saying how my message that I talked about really resonated with them, which is honestly, even if one person had reached out, that would have been, you know, a check in my book for having a successful launch of the podcast. So many people reached out saying that it resonated. So I was just, I mean, truly blown away and it was hard for me to talk about. Ultimately, I'm glad that I did end up posting kind of where I came from, how I got here um, to where I am today. But just so grateful for this community. I could not be more thankful um, for everyone who supported the launch. Also, I was so surprised. I had a lot of people ask me what equipment I used to film the podcast. My iPhone. Um, so I am recording this in the Voice Memo app, the app that comes with your iPhone. I don't like have real equipment or anything yet because as it is, it's taken me over two weeks to film the second episode. So I'm not going to go and invest like money and stuff into podcast equipment until I'm like a hundred percent sure that like this is what I'm going to do. And I have a cadence and I have guests that come on and I have like a routine right now. I have none of that. We're just really winging it. Um, but I'm super excited to have a second episode coming out. I want to start out every single episode by just having a state of the union. And if you have read the click books, I read these probably elementary school, middle school, the click books, probably don't read them now, or maybe you could, I don't know. Maybe they're just like a cultural awakening. Um, they start out each chapter with a state of the union So I want to have a State of the Union at the beginning of every episode. So the State of the Union now. Well, first of all, it's early. It's about 7.45. I did do a spin class this morning in the spirit of up early. I am not a spinner. So if you know me and you're hearing me say that I went to a spin class, you're probably like, I don't understand. What were you doing at a spin class? Honestly, I asked myself that very thing this morning when I woke up at like 5.40 to get to the spin class. And this is my second spin class in a week. I've started doing a lot of workout classes recently and I've made working out more of like a social activity. So now it's something that I do with my friends when I can, which has been so fun. But when I ask my friends to come with me to my workout classes, I also have to go with them and do what they enjoy. And I have a few friends who do like spinning. They're very good at it. They're like the superstars of the class where the instructor like literally stops the class and it's like, you're doing amazing. They don't do that for me. Um, They definitely do not do that for me. They do that for my friends. And I'm trying to get the hang of it. I have yet to get the hang of it. If you have any tips on spin, please let me know because it's not just cycling. It's, It's more than that. I feel like you don't know that until you walk into a spin class because the first one that I went to was at Soul Cycle. And I get in there and there's somebody helping me because it's my first time and she clips my cycling shoes into the bike. Um, and the music starts and it's really hype. And then the instructor is like saying all these things and the whole room look, I mean, it's basically a club, but the entire room is in unison doing these choreography moves. And it's called like the double back. They do push ups. They have weights in their hands and it just looks so awesome. And my body just refused to do it. I think it's to the rhythm of the song that they're like doing at the time. I don't know. 
I need to do a little bit more in-depth research or I need an instructor to come and like place my body the way that it's supposed to be and help me understand how I'm supposed to do these things. But either way, I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed kind of switching up my workouts. I've been doing a lot more strength training hit style circuits and I've loved it. And just a slight plug because this is not sponsored. You may have seen me post this on my story before, but I use ClassPass. So if you've never heard of ClassPass, and I don't have the definition in front of me, but essentially it's an app. You sign up for it, you pay a certain amount per month, and you get credits that you can use at workout studios. They also have nail salons on there. I want to say they have massages on there, facials a lot of other wellness type of appointments and they're discounted. So I can go, if I have a friend that goes to say, I don't know, Powder Heart, which is a workout studio here in Dallas, then I can go with her to Powder Heart, but she can only go to Powder Heart. And then if I have another friend that goes to another workout studio, I can go with her if it's on the app. Not every studio is on the app. Soul Cycle, for example, when I went to that class, it wasn't on the app. Either way, I have just really enjoyed using this app, one, for discounted workouts, and then two, for being able to just try new studios. I like workout classes, but not to the point where I would sign up for one studio, pay however much money, and then go there every day. I would rather pay for a gym, and I just haven't had a gym since I moved to Dallas. When I had a roommate last year, she was going to Lifetime and I was missing having a gym. So I decided to, we did like some roommate thing with Lifetime and it was so expensive. And for what I was doing at the gym, it just wasn't worth it for me. She was using it all the time and really getting her money's worth out of it. I just wasn't. And so I decided, you know what, I'm not going to have a gym. I'm just going to use my apartment gym, which I did. And it worked out, but I think... Um, when I started using ClassPass about nine months ago, that's when my fitness really changed for the better. And I was going to Pilates classes. And then I started from Pilates going to more of that like weight, high intensity circuit training, which is what I love. And it's just really cool to do with friends. Highly recommend doing a trial if you've seen ClassPass and you've been curious. Again, this is not sponsored. They do have trials where you get maybe 15 to 20 credits, and I'm not sure what the conversion from credits to actually how much it is, um, but do the trial. It does require a credit card, but you can cancel before they actually charge you if you just remember to cancel. But yeah, 10 out of 10, recommend ClassPass. I've enjoyed it. It's made fitness so much more fun for me. It's also so fall, so it's pumpkin season. I start making fall recipes, I think in July. This year I didn't start until August. But typically, I'm a pumpkin spice girl. My birthday is around Halloween, so I've always loved fall. Even before it was basic, I've only, I think I've gotten two pumpkin drinks at Starbucks. I'm kind of waiting for other coffee shops to get their fall drinks in so I can go and get those. If you have a La La Land kind cafe near you, they usually have a good fall drink. doesn't feel like fall in Texas yet. I'm waiting for that as well. I think we'll get fall weather for like one day at the end of October, but I'm waiting for that one day. Other than that, lately I've just been furnishing my apartment. So I moved into a new apartment about two months ago and I didn't have anything because every time since college that I lived with somebody, they always had the furniture for some reason. I did have like a few things when I lived in Memphis and then when I moved to Dallas, I sold all of it. So I basically came to Dallas with nothing. My first roommate in Dallas she had all of the furniture and I was fortunate enough to not have to like need anything. Um, and so when I moved into my own apartment, I was like, wow, I have literally nothing. So 
I had a vision for what I wanted my apartment to look like and I was looking. I mean, it's so overwhelming when you literally have nothing. I mean, at least I had bedroom furniture, but in terms of the living area, I didn't have anything and I wasn't sure where to start. I did get, I had a partnership with Ruggable, so I did have two rugs, um, which kind of started out like what I was looking for. And then I was able to get like my couch on Facebook Marketplace, my coffee table on Facebook Marketplace. And once I started getting things, it just takes so much time to find things that you like. And then if you like something and it's going to take months to get it, you're like, is it even worth the wait? Because then, you know, it's hard to enjoy your space when there's nothing in it, which is something that I definitely struggled with. Moved to Dallas because I didn't even have bedroom furniture for a few months. I slept on the floor on a mattress pad, but that's not why we're here today. Um, I was kind of debating what I wanted to talk about in this episode. I think there are a few things that I want to talk about that would be good to have a guest or like one of my friends come on and talk about. Not that I'm not good to talk about some of them myself. I think it's just nice to have a discussion with somebody who also has insights on a few things. But what I really wanted to talk about today, it's something that you don't really talk about with people, but I think it's important that you can hear that other people are kind of going through the same things as you are, and that's getting into ruts. And I was looking up a definition for what a rut is because I was going to share it, and I didn't find one that I liked, and I still don't really have a definition of it. For me, I feel like I'm in a rut when I either am not doing a habit that I typically do to feel my best, or I'm doing a habit kind of actively that I know is maybe not the best for me but I continue to do it. And both of those types of scenarios, they kind of lead to you not feeling your best self, either physically not feeling your best self or mentally not feeling your best self. And it's kind of like the chicken or the egg because sometimes these habits form from you already not feeling your best self, if that makes sense. Like if you're already feeling kind of crummy, like you might be more inclined to make choices that maybe aren't what you would make when you are feeling your best, if that makes sense. But either way, I feel like ruts are not really something that you talk about with your friends. It's not something that's very comfortable to talk about. And you honestly may not even be realizing at the time that you're in a rut, that you're in a rut. Or you may not be consciously aware that you're making choices that are putting you in a bad mood, putting you in a funk. And it's just not something you talk about. So again, my whole goal with this podcast is just to talk about those things that make you say, oh wait, me too. And I'm post-grad, I'm almost 25, and I feel like there are so many times I talk to my friends and they're like, wait a second, (laughs) I also do that. Or like, oh, I didn't know. And if you never bring it up, you just don't know that you're not by yourself. And I think that's kind of my goal for the podcast. And before I really get into this episode and what I want to talk about, but I want to just clarify for a second, up early. So this is up early podcast which I get up early. We know that I do. I prefer it, but I don't always get up early, which is why I'm glad we're talking about getting into ruts today, like fitness ruts or meal ruts, creative ruts, um, because it's not always about waking up early. Also, up early is a very relative term. For me, up early podcast, sure, it can be waking up early, going to a workout studio, walking, getting ready for work, commuting to work, like that's all up early, but also it's getting up whenever you get up and just starting to make moves, you know, get get out there, go and like I said, go to work, get your coffee, get your breakfast. It's a lifestyle more than anything than like an actual time that you wake up. 
just wanted to clarify that because again, waking up is so relative. I wake up not the same every day. I wake up much later on the weekends, but when I wake up, I love to like get my day going, um, which is a perfect segue into this conversation. So a rut, I tend to get more into ruts. And again, you might think that like everybody that you know on social media or everyone you know in your real life is like perfect. Nobody gets in ruts. That's not true. Everybody does. I am so confident that everyone gets into some type of funk every now and then. Even the people that you think have it all together, I assure you, they do not. They're just not talking about it. Like for me, for example, I have a whole Instagram account with recipes. Well, I am just now kind of getting out of a funk when it comes to cooking. When I moved into my new apartment, I was so excited to have my own kitchen, to have my own refrigerator, to cook my own meals in my own space. But for some reason, when I moved in here, I just did not want to cook anything. I didn't want to do any dishes. I didn't want to cook. I would be buying ingredients at the grocery store every weekend thinking, and I have a bad habit of doing this. Like I will grocery shop like I am this person, this other person that I want to be like this other person who's not me. And I end up buying food that I don't even want to eat, which is a full, a full different story. But I end up buying all this food thinking that I'm going to meal prep all of these nice meals. And then when it comes down to it, I just like can't be bothered. And I don't think it's laziness. I don't think that I'm too lazy. I think that I'm just not feeling up to it, which is when I call the funk or like that's the rut is like you're just not feeling up to it. And it's something that you typically enjoy or you typically prioritize. You're just not feeling up to it. And that's when it goes from being like, a habit like a negative habit or not even a negative habit but just kind of like an abnormal habit into a um, rut or a funk so that's what I was just coming out of and I'm still kind of in it like I'm still not as into cooking as I was like a few months ago and as I typically am not sure why I guess maybe it could have been the change of scenery Um, not used to being by myself you would think that I would be like I wouldn't have had an issue with that but I definitely did And it kind of impacted the rest of my life. Like I was going and buying food out a lot. Like not that it wasn't, you know, good choices and what I was getting. Like I wasn't going and getting um, like fast food or anything like that. Not that there's anything wrong with getting fast food. I just like wasn't getting things that made me feel my best. And like I also hated that I was wasting food. And I think I felt guilty about that. Like I was buying so many amazing ingredients. I just like was in a funk and didn't want to cook anything Um, And then as a result of that, I didn't have recipes from my Instagram and I just like wasn't feeling like my best self. So myself that I was going to break the loop that I was in. And I think this is where you kind of go from recognizing, hey, I'm not really making choices that I like, like I'm not making choices that I want to be making And, and going from that to, okay, let's reset and let's get back to what makes me happy. And this goes for anything. And everybody has their own like preferences and what they like to do and their routine and their habits. So it's not like one thing, one thing for me that's a rut may not be a rut for somebody else. Like if somebody doesn't enjoy cooking, it's not a part of their lifestyle, not cooking wouldn't be a rut for them. Like they're not in a rut from not cooking, they just don't enjoy it. Or if I, for example, I usually feel more less inclined to do things that I want to do in the winter. I think 
I don't know if it's seasonal depression. I know that seasonal depression is a thing, but for some reason in the winter, I'm much more less inclined to go on walks and to go work out in the morning, wake up early even. Like I'm not inclined to do the things that I enjoy in the winter just because it's so cold. I think my mood shifts. And for me, I'm very tied to my mood and my headspace. If I'm not in a good headspace, like (laughs) I'm just not having a good day. I used to tell a lot of my roommates, if my bed is not made, things are unwell because I will make my bed every single day, no matter what. It's the first thing that I do in the morning, if not the second thing that I do in the morning. I always make my bed before I go and do anything. So if it's never made or if it's not made, seek help. Like it's, it's not good. But something that I do end up struggling with sometimes is laundry. And these are small things. So it's good to keep in mind being in a rut does not have to be some large thing. It's, it could be many things, tiny things, things that just kind of disrupt how you're feeling. They make it hard for you to concentrate. They may provoke anxiety a little bit. For me, that's laundry. So in those days when I'm not feeling my best self, maybe I have a lot going on. Um, I'm distracted. I'm prioritizing other things. For me, folding laundry definitely takes a backburn for like what I am choosing to spend my time on. So what ends up happening is like I'll still be doing my laundry because obviously I still need clothes. But what ends up happening is they will pile either on the side of the bed that I don't sleep on or on the floor of my closet. And once I'm in the habit of doing that, so if it happens once, twice, and I just can't get myself to fold them, then that's when it starts. And it could be a month of this where I'm just keeping my clean clothes, wearing them out of the pile, not folding them. And it really takes me, I mean, I have to be in the right headspace again to do it, which is just like anything. Like if you are the type of person who doesn't like to, I don't know, vacuum or just the little things, like if you don't like to work out and once you start and you like let yourself kind of take on, um, these habits that maybe like you you know you're prone to it's so hard to get out once you're already in that um but the most important thing when you're kind of in these feedback loops of not doing something that you kind of wish you were doing and once you become cognizant that you're doing that which i think is the most important thing is kind of like realizing okay i need to switch this i need to make a change i don't like what i'm doing now Um, It's talking to yourself nicely because you can easily kind of get angry with yourself, throw blame at yourself, talk negatively towards yourself and be like, you know, this is your fault. You suck. Well, that's that's not going (laughs) to that's not going to fix anything. I always say you should talk to yourself the way that you should talk to a friend um, or the way that you would talk to a friend. Like if you and again, we don't really talk about a lot of these things with our friends. You know, I wouldn't if my friends are listening to this right now, they're probably like, I didn't even know that you you do this or you don't fold your laundry and you just like leave your clean pile of clothes like on your bed. Um, I don't talk about it. Doesn't mean it's not happening. Just because you don't see your friends or your family or people that you follow, you're acquainted with, people like that, just because you don't see them kind of struggling a little bit, maybe not um, having the greatest life that you think that they're having, doesn't mean that it's not occurring the same time I don't think that it's sustainable to think that people don't get into ruts ever it's just not sustainable and again we all experience ruts in different ways so for me in the winter time it does take a little bit more effort for me to get myself motivated to go to the gym I do it but I do know people who never struggle with going to the gym and so maybe their ruts manifest in different ways you just really don't know 
And I do think that those moments of, I wouldn't necessarily call them lows. They are lows in a sense because, you know, you're not feeling your best. You're not being how you would like to be. It could start to, like, I mean, it's hard, especially for me when I have those moments where, like, I'm not folding my laundry and it's just sitting there. I work from home. I literally can see the the pile of clothing. Sometimes I'll even have to move it to the floor if I have a Zoom call just because I don't want the people at the office to like see it in the background of my zoom. And so like it's hiding those little things like hiding, you know, just like little things. I I, I don't know, you know what you might have an idea listening to this kind of like what comes to mind when I talk about things like this. But like, I hate to think that there are people that don't experience this because I just know that they do. Like I've had roommates before and we all put on a certain front to the world. Like if you looked at my social media, for example, and again, I do have like a social media platform. The average person may not have a social media platform. So like I do tend to post pictures of my couch and my living area and my living space. And so I do need to keep it pretty tidy. But I was scrolling through my feed the other day and this big creator, she posted a video of herself cleaning her apartment um, and it was her apartment was like a disaster. And she posts so many aesthetic photos of her apartment, all these videos of her apartment, like it's so nicely decorated and that's her full-time job and to see her saying like I'm gonna pick up my apartment like this is something I don't talk about when I'm stressed this is how my apartment gets like that was really eye-opening for me to see and that's exactly kind of what inspired me to start this um, podcast episode because I do think it's so important that we recognize that not everybody has it together all the time and we live in a society right now and if you really think about it so the bare minimum for me in my day the bare minimum I have to do I have to work from 8 to 5 or 8 to 5:30 or whatever time I work like I have to work every single day that's a lot on top of it and so then on top of that I need to go and work out at some point do my morning workout meaning I need to wake up early and do that and that's still not enough because I still have to cook three meals, have snacks on hand on top of that. I still need to go on a walk after work on top of that. I still need to see my friends. If I have social plans that day on top of that, I still need to do X, Y, Z all on top of the bare minimum. And the bare minimum is a lot. And this is for anybody. I mean, we really live in a society where we live in a go, 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 do more, do more, do more mentality when we need to take a second and realize that the bare minimum that we have to do to pay our bills, to survive, you know, drink water. I mean, we live in a society where we're too busy to drink water. There are people that literally do not have the time to drink water. They don't have the time to eat meals. I remember when I was in college, I had some roommates that would literally study from, I mean, midnight, they would pull an all-nighter, Um, then they wouldn't eat breakfast. They'd go to class. Like they did not have time to do the bare minimum that they need to survive. I mean, they would go all day without eating a meal because they were so busy. And we wonder why we get into ruts or we wonder why we have creative burnout or just burnout in general. When it comes to social plans on Friday nights, it's very rare for me to go and have social plans. Like it's so rare for me, unless it's like a very low key dinner. But like for anything more than that, I'm usually burnt out on Fridays. Like I, the week has taken me out. I need to rest and relax. And that's typically what I do on a Friday night. And then like I'm rejuvenated for a Saturday. Um, But we need to normalize that. And like 
like I said, everybody gets into ruts. Everybody has creative burnout. Everyone has just burnout in general because we're doing so much, but that's normalized. Like I said, the bare minimum itself is a lot. Like I think back to when I was in high school. I don't know how I did this in high school. If you asked me to do what I did in high school now, I don't know if I could do it. Like I would go to, I would wake up early at like six, get ready to go to school for some reason. Like I would wake up at six because I would have to like get my hair ready and like whatever when I used to try. <laughs> um, and I would go to school. So I would drive to school past all the elementary school traffic, whatever, get to school by like 745. Um, I would do a whole day of, of school. So I think we ended school at like 310. And then if it was the fall, I would do cross country and my parents would come get me at like five. And then I would go home get home around like 5.30, eat dinner, and then study all night or do schoolwork all night. And like, that is a lot. And if I had to go and do that now, keep in mind, I did that every single day. And then on Fridays, we had 6 a.m. practice in high school. And I would go home, shower, and then go back to school. And then we'd have like a football game at night. I mean, that's a lot. And we did that every day and we couldn't stop. We couldn't, I mean, once you're signed up for your after school activity, your sport, I mean, you really have to go unless you have, you know, a doctor's note or an excuse or something like that. I think you really had to make like pretty much every practice. But still, I mean, that's serious commitment. And no wonder people have burnout because you're doing so much. And again, like I keep saying, no wonder people have trouble waking up in the morning because it's a lot to go to work and do eight hours a day, eight to nine plus hours a day, depending on how many hours you work a week. And it's tough to wake up early. I had a friend, he started his job probably a year and a half after I started mine. He used to do like walks and chats. And I was like, oh, we haven't done like a walk and talk in a while. Like, what's up? And he was like, dude, I have not been going on walks. He was like, I feel so bad. Like, I just genuinely am so tired. I'm so exhausted from starting this new job. It's so exhausting to be on my feet all day. I I just genuinely, after work, the last thing I want to do is work out. The last thing I want to do is walk. And I feel so guilty. And I don't know why I can't get myself to do these things that I enjoy. I just don't want to do them. And I told him, I was like, first of all, it's so hard to get into a new routine. Like, you have to prioritize work. That's your number one priority, obviously. I was like, so you have to get into the routine of that. And once you're able to do that, once you settle there, then the rest will come. I just thought it was so funny. Well, not funny, but like the fact that he was stressing over not being able to do what he wanted to do because he felt guilty that he wasn't doing it when really he's just living life. He's being a normal human being. He's trying to adjust to eight plus hours of work a day. It's tough. So tough and I feel like people don't talk about it enough and maybe if you have good friends and good family you might but again it's those little things that you just see happening they they're happening you don't really recognize that they're happening until they become like a bigger problem like how I was talking about the laundry like I've never say that to anybody it's just something that inconveniences my own daily life it's self-inflicted like I'm obviously like making that choice myself to not fold the laundry and then ultimately I will I will fold it Um, But there's other things too. And like, it does impact your day to day. It does kind of take a toll on like your mood, how you're feeling, especially like if you're the type of person who loves to cook, like when I wasn't cooking um, and you love to cook and like you're going out and maybe you're not making choices that make you feel your best self, like that's going to impact how you then want to, maybe you don't want to go work out because your stomach hurts and like 
it's kind of a loop and it's like a, it's just a cycle going back and forth on, you know, trying to make habits that make you feel your best self. And, um, I, there's a person on TikTok, okay. And I don't remember her name and I am not that familiar with like her videos, but I do know the premise of it where there's like different, like, I know it takes a certain amount of time to make a habit. I think it's 21 days to make a habit. And I'm not saying like, I obviously like, it doesn't take me 21 days to like not fold my laundry, but like when I'm trying to get myself out of these ruts, I think I've already mentioned this. You need to speak kindly to yourself because you can't be that hard. We're human. It happens. And I think people hold themselves so highly. Like we hold ourselves to like the highest standards, way higher than we hold anybody else in our lives. We hold ourselves like to these incredibly hard standards. It's really hard to meet them. And we can get very upset, especially if this is something that happens a lot try to understand, okay, what happens that makes me act in this way? I don't enjoy acting this way. I don't enjoy, you know, when I forget to like prioritize these things um, that are good for me, like trying to outsmart yourself instead of being kind of negative with yourself and like blaming yourself for things that are totally out of your control. I mean, we're literally just people. A few things that I do, because I know at the end of the week is when I'm more prone to like not being lazy. Again, it's not lazy, but I'm just, I know at the end of the week, I struggle a little bit more. I'm more tired. I'm less likely to prioritize things that are good for me. Like Monday, I'm on my A game. Again, nobody can be on their A game all the time, 24 seven, 365 days a year. It's not possible. If you think you know somebody who is, I guarantee there's something in their life that they struggle with and it just doesn't like you you'll never know they'll never talk about it but I guarantee nobody can be on their a game every single day of their entire life all the time it's just it's really not possible so for me I'm a Sundays girl so if you've ever heard of the Sunday reset I am a Sunday reset queen I love the Sunday reset I take the time on Sundays to really put in that extra effort to like set myself up for success during the week make my life easier during the week and then like when I'm during my week and I have these meal prepped meals for myself I'm like wow you know I'm so good to myself. Um, but yeah, I take that time. I clean. I have my little routine where I'm cleaning. I get myself a little treat in the morning, go on my walk. I usually walk on Sundays and I don't do anything else unless I take my run from Saturday and like move it to Sunday. But I'll do, you know, I'll vacuum everything. I have like a wet jet from Swiffer. I'll clean my floors. Um, I'll wipe down all of my counters. If I have any dishes that need to get cleaned, I'll run the dishwasher. I do my laundry. So I wash all my sheets, all my towels. I, you know, if I have to clean my shower, I'll do that. I just really do what I can to set myself up for the week. I will do my grocery shopping that day. And then if I need to prep anything, I'm not a meal prepper. So like I don't prep all of my meals. I find if, I mean, I used to do that and I find kind of like, if I make say five meals, like for five days, like I used to be a meal prep queen. Like I used to do every meal. They don't really taste that good. And then when I have, you know, this meal in the fridge that I made like four days ago, I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to eat that. But then, I mean, you kind of have to, or you don't. And then you go out and you get something else. 
end up making things that make my life easier. So I'll cut vegetables. I'll wash my fruit. I'll make a breakfast or something. Like if I want to have overnight oats, I'll do that. Sometimes I'll do that the night before. But I just do things I know that take a little bit of extra effort that maybe I don't have the energy to give during the week. And I find that just sets me up for success. And I also try to read on Sundays. I haven't really been doing that, but I really try to read on Sundays. Do less social media time, less electronic time. I do occasionally catch up on some work on Sundays. Like if I know that my week is really busy at work and I know I have a lot of projects due and maybe I need more time for one project, then I'll, I'll sometimes occasionally catch up on like either Instagram work, like I'll shoot some recipes if I have, you know, content that's due or I'll even like break out my work laptop and work with nobody, you know, messaging me. I just find like Sundays are really, and I will never make plans on Sundays. I mean, I do, but like I, I had a guy ask me if I wanted to go on a date once and I, he asked for Sunday and I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Like Sundays are precious to me and like, I cannot give you that time. Like I need that time or I'm not going to have a good week. You're the type of person that really has like stressful weeks and like maybe you leave your grocery shopping for Monday or like you, you just never really know what the week's going to bring. So I always try to do it on Sundays. And if you don't do that already, I kind of recommend just trying it out, especially if you get really stressed out, you have busy weeks, you just want to make you know healthier choices better choices i i highly just recommend setting yourself up on sundays and honestly like if sunday having a rest day on sunday is not not good for you like when i was in high school i would work out both days of the weekend because i knew that there would be one day or a couple days during the week that i wouldn't want to because of all of the school stuff and like my busy schedule so then i would leave that rest day maybe for a wednesday And honestly, if you do struggle with working out and you want to have like consistent workout routines, maybe start with having that rest day on a Wednesday to break up your workout week. So that way you're not getting fatigued. I know it is hard to get like five workouts in every day of the week. It just doesn't always happen that way. Um, And also just trying to be flexible. So like I know this again, the podcast is called Up Early. I spent most of my life working out in the afternoons, my whole life, pretty much until college. Um, cause it wasn't convenient for me. Again, I was in high school. I couldn't wake up before, um, I went to school and work out. I did when I was a senior in high school because I did like dual enrollment. So there were a few days a week that I didn't start my actual school until 10 something. And I was like able to wake up at like seven and go on a run or something. Um, but if it's not convenient for you to wake up early and work out, go after work, go after dinner. And it doesn't have to be a lot. One of my friends right now, she's trying to build a workout routine because again, like her work is really stressful. She commutes to the office and she was telling me, she was like, I'd love to work out in the morning. I just can't get myself to wake up. And again, there's no reason to feel like you're, you're less than because you can't wake up early. Again, that's not what the podcast is about, at least my podcast, but that's also not what life is about because everybody's routine is different. For me, I work from home. It's easier for me to get up and do a workout in the morning because I don't have to commute to the office. And so I told her, I was like, you know, because she told me she had like 30 minutes in the morning, maybe not even an hour. You know, she doesn't want to get up that early because she does have a full day ahead of her. Start small, you know, just a quick circuit. I said 12, 3.30, which is when you do a 12 incline three miles per hour for 30 minutes. It's so quick, but it makes you sweat. 
the small little things at first to build that habit. And once the habit is there, then it'll be even easier to wake up. I know for me, if I go a while and I like flip my schedule to where I'm working out in the afternoons, it's kind of hard for me to relearn how to wake up in the morning and like be up early and like actually get it together. But since I've started now, even like when I had my days off last week, I took three days off. I still woke up and I did my early morning workout classes just because I was like, I'm not breaking my routine. I'm not breaking my circadian rhythm Um, because it does take time to get back into it. And I see I've been talking for 35 minutes. If you've ever spoken with me on the phone, you know conversations on the phone go hours long because, I mean, it's so easy to get off topic. And I feel like this is what the podcast has become, just essentially me talking to you on the phone. Um, But I just wanted to get the point across, like everybody gets in ruts, even if it doesn't seem like it. They do. Nobody's on their A-game all the time with the perfect life, with the clean apartment and the perfect workout schedule where they never miss a day and they never, you know, miss a healthy meal. Like there's just, that's not sustainable. It's not realistic. It doesn't really happen. And I'm sure that it does happen somewhere and power to them. But as a normal person, I feel like there's just so much going on in life that it's really hard to hold yourself to that level where you have to be perfect all the time. Said It's just not sustainable. And hopefully this episode has brought you some type of sense of, wow, you know, everybody goes through these hard times and life is too stressful to be worried about the little things in life. And even habits that you need, you know, to make yourself feel your best, they're not always going to happen the way that you want them to. And it is easy to build back habits that are important to you. It's so easy. You just got to put the effort in to really get them start small. Don't try to take on anything too crazy. And also cut yourself some slack. I think that's also a big part of it. Um, Don't let yourself slack, but cut yourself slack, if that makes sense. Like, don't let yourself you know, don't make excuses for yourself, like get yourself, you know, where you want to be and, and to that standard, but, but don't like unrealistically have those standards, um, too high to the point where you're making yourself like do too much. I think I'll wrap the episode there. I am planning to film another episode with a friend of mine next week. Um, so stay tuned for that. I think that one is going to be, I wouldn't want to call it juicy. Not that this wasn't juicy. I think this was more helpful. Um, if you have podcast recommendations, please send them my way. I think when I first started, I was like, I have so many ideas. And then I like would sit down to try and film them. And I'm like, I have zero ideas, but I do have ideas. I just need the little spark of inspiration to help me kind of talk about them. Um, but the one next week should be juicy. So stay tuned for that. And then I have a few other ideas. Again, I just kind of need my friends. Um, or like I have guests in mind that I like want to talk to. So again, very excited for the future of Up Early Podcast. I'm hoping, I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, spoil anything, but I'm hoping to have merch. Um, and also if you're a Up Early Podcast listener and you do wake up early, whether you go to your workout class in the morning, you're walking your dog, you're getting a latte, driving to work, and you happen to post a photo on your Instagram story, make sure you tag at Up Early Podcast and at Healthy Ways for Days. I'll repost it on both. But like I said, I'm trying to make Up Early a brand. 
Um, when the merch comes out, I think that would be like the full circle effect of it. But I'm trying to get people tagging up early when they're up early. Like I said, you don't have to be up at the crack of dawn. Um, but whenever you post um, that you're up and doing things, make sure you tag up early podcast and I will catch you next week.